Yeah, you know what time it is. It's time for another episode of the 3-in-1 Podcast. Joining us from Cleveland, Ohio, Mr. Pivot himself, International, Ian Lamont Morgan. Pivot, pivot, post move, post move. What's up, y'all? And joining us from Columbus, Ohio, by way of Cincinnati, he still roots for the home team. Give it up for Mr. Keith Turner, Jr., have you guys got tired of LeBron winning rings yet? I don't think so. What's up, everybody? <laughs> and here in the capital city, it's your boy, Malcolm Morgan, in the capital city of Columbus, Ohio. Gentlemen, how are you guys doing today? Oh, man, I'd be better if my Bengals could play with a lead. Reminds me of the Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, well. How, how dare you compare? How dare you compare your Bengals to a championship team? I mean, neither can play with the lead. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> they played pretty well in the finals with the lead. Uh, that was about it. Thank goodness. Well, it's fine. I mean, they're playing the Browns. Who, uh, you know what? I don't want to be fair weather. I just feel like the Bengals have a shot. We do but have never a mind. shot. We do. We do. Baker's not feeling well. You know, y'all, y'all are down and running back. We have a shot. We'll see. I, I don't know if Baker's not feeling well or just not well. Here's my, I'm 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 having some. I, I I'm already weird about like the NFL post game coverage where it's just like the sky is falling, you know. And so like all Monday mm-hmm. and Sunday night, it's Stephen A. talking about how OBJ and and Jarvis need to request a trade and they yep. need to. Case Keenum needs to start. I'm yeah. like, the Browns are still four and two. Yep. Still four and two. Yep. And they lost it's to funny. the Steelers. It's not like it was the Jaguars. <laughs> and I was telling people, I was like, it was it was supposed to go like that. And to our listeners, uh, allow me a Browns therapy post game here. It's not I'm a Baker, you know, supporter when a lot of people have been out on Baker for a long time. Sure. Um, he's not played consistently well since his rookie year. No. But he should have never been in that game. And I think there's some other things, other dynamics around it. Apparently he's doing interviews during the week, telling the press, oh, I had to find different ways to lay. I had to learn how to lay on my back because my side, my side. You just don't want to hear that from your quarterback. <laughs> And the Steelers went out and aptly applied pressure to his side, his side. <laughs> and then you, I, I was of the opinion he shouldn't have started the game. I'm not hitting the panic. Well, I think we're fine, but I also don't like the way things are trending. Hopefully, Case starts this Sunday because they can do the show. It's sad when Case, when Case Keenum is your supposed answer. It really is. It, I just I just said it, and I was like, all the fandom cried out because I'm putting my hopes in Case Keenum. It might have been Dan Arlovsky on Sunday. You know, Case Keenum sitting right there in the bench. I was like, don't do that. Let's not do this, guys. <laughs> Let's not do this. Uh, but that's not what we came here to talk about. If you want to learn about the games during the during Sunday, watch our post game live show live on Facebook hey, every Sunday at seven thirty. Um, but let's talk about the big game from the weekend that we did get a chance to talk about, yeah. and that is the the Chiefs against the Bills. Yep. The uh, Chiefs pulled out that victory 26-17. to 17. It really wasn't that close throughout the game. The nope. Chiefs really controlled that game. So we've been talking about 
the Bills as kind of this Western co- Western Conference AFC contender. Yep. Um, does this change your opinion of them? They're, they're now two losses in, um, or, or a two game losing streak, I should say. Um, so, how do you guys feel about the Bills now? Uh, they're still a contender to me. I mean, you gotta think they lost to a Tennessee Titans team that had like almost two weeks off uh, because of some poor choices that they made. Uh, we're not going to talk about that, but um, you know, arrested um, Tennessee Titans team. And then of course the favorite to go back to the Super Bowl in the Kansas city chiefs. And they didn't, they only gave up 27 points to them, which is not bad considering all the weapons that this chiefs team had. You look like Patrick Mahomes had under 200 yards passing. Um, it's just, you know, if they if anyone wants to beat Kansas City, they can't allow Clyde Edwards Elayer to have, you know, almost 175 yards. That's that's just not gonna get the job done with Patrick Mahomes and all his weapons. If his run game is going and he has play action, it is trouble for anyone. But the Bills are they're they're still a solid team. I still love the way Josh Allen has been playing, except he hasn't been great under a lot of pressure the last few games. So he's gotta clean that up. But um but, yeah, they're still a contender to me. I think they need to sure up that running game. That's why I really wanted to see Le'Veon Bell sign with a team like Buffalo uh, or, or Tennessee or one of them. But they're still definitely a contender. Um, yeah, and they'll probably win their division because it's weak. Yeah, I have to, uh, I have to go back to something Malcolm just pointed out about being prisoner of the moment. I'm not out on the Bills. Um, they started out hot. They have since not been as hot. Um, Kansas City pedestrian, and really, I think to me, um, exposed that some of those issues that they had from last year, some of those holes that we thought that they had filled because they started out blazing, they haven't quite exactly figured it all out, which is fine. They're allowed to, like he said, they're allowed to struggle against upper echelon teams, but uh, Josh Allen you know, going just barely 50% passing the ball. They're not being able to really uh, get anything generated on their rushing attack. Um, and, yeah, while Kansas City didn't go crazy, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, 21-26. Yeah, for sure. You know, for just over 200-something yards. I mean, he, he was not struggling uh, to get them into their offense. And so on both sides of the ball, you kind of see some things exposed about the Bills. Uh, like you said, you know, to allow 161 yards to a guy who the Chiefs must value, of course, but as we'll talk about in a second, they still were fishing in the market for, you know, for other running. So, I mean, it's not like it's a no-brainer that they just they lean all the way into this guy, but when you're going to Edward Hilaire for 26 touches, it's because he's producing things on the ground. So, I think sure. the Bills have to have to take a look at that because once once a team can key in on the fact that they can just run the ball down your throat and still get production uh uh hey win the possession the time of possession uh, uh battle and so on and so forth it's a recipe uh to lose a lot of games and so people have tape on the bills now and naturally they have come down from mount olympus and we're start they are they are who we <laughs> Uh, they, they, they may not be who we thought they were, but I think we, they are, uh, they're human. They're human. And we're, and we're seeing that these last couple of weeks. Yeah. I think Ian hit on something key there. I mean, it, a lot of it, a lot of this offense comes down to Josh Allen being special. Yeah, for sure. As a passer, as a runner, mm-hmm. all of those things. Um, mm-hmm. even though they added Stefan Diggs, they got Cole Beasley, um, 
it still comes down to Josh Allen being not just good, but being really good for this offense to really shine. Yeah. Um, and you saw their lack of running game, I think, is an issue that they're going to have to address in some way. Um, but really, I mean, the, the Chiefs just decided we're going to run down your throat, and if you're not going to stop it, we're just going to keep doing it. 245 <laughs> rushing yeah. yards total. Um, and so, you know, Gosh. that's a that's a, that's a a chin check right there. Like, yeah. defense has got to look in the mirror and decide, hey, if we're going to beat teams like Tennessee with Derrick Henry, if we're going to beat teams like the Steelers who traditionally have been able to run the ball, if we're going to beat teams like Baltimore that are going to run the ball, we've got to be able to stop it. Um, and if we're not going to stop it, then these teams are just going to run all over us. So there's some things they've got to figure out. Um, on the Kansas City side, once again, the commitment to, to the run, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Darrell Williams. I mean, even um, Patrick Mahomes had some really timely scrambles yep. um, in that game as well. Um, so it's just a lot that you've got to contend with with that Chiefs offense. Um, and so, you know, the Chiefs, once again, came off that loss last week, come in this week and really have a strong showing. And I think their defense is, is a little underrated. They, they've they yeah. had a couple games where they've shut down some elite uh, playmakers, um, and yeah, I think, man. and I think, especially in the playoffs, as we all know, you got to be able to get a stop. And I think this defense with Tyron Matthew and other guys on that defense really have the ability to get timely stops and then to take teams out of what they normally will want to do to win games. Yeah. Um, but the big thing yeah. that happened last week was Le'Veon Bell. They did sign him. Um, man, it's scary. What what dimension does that bring to this Chiefs offense now? Uh, offense that looks pretty complete now, but you add a Le'Veon Bell, what does that do? Honestly, like that is a, I mean, I'm going to be really interested to see how they use both backs because if you think about it, they're pretty similar within what they bring, except that Le'Veon has more experience and Le'Veon is, to me, a more complete back in the sense, like he's such a patient runner. Um, he makes big chunk plays, but we've also seen that with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire as well. But, I mean, you you talk about being able to bring in two different guys who are both good pass catchers, both who stretch the offense. And you, you talk about Patrick Mahomes, who literally can stretch an offense and, and take you three, four seconds, and you think you're getting to him, and he still finds someone. Adding Le'Veon Bell to that, a guy who can get open from the backfield, or you can even put him out as a receiver— is just scary to me. Um, so, I mean, shout outs to the Chiefs. I mean, they are clearly intending to try to win another uh, Super Bowl. And I think adding a a star who I think, and some people don't think that, but I still think has quite a bit of kick left in him. And he's going to try to prove that the Jets made a critical mistake. Yep. I think it is trouble for all of the AFC. The Chiefs can run the ball. It just makes Patrick Mahomes that much more mm-hmm. dangerous. Yeah, I don't even have much to add to that. <laughs> it's one million percent an issue. Um, I know all the hot button topics. You know, all the headlines are talking. Probably somebody somewhere is talking about, oh, you know, uh, the chemistry issues in the backfield, and are they going to be able to still satisfy all of these guys? And and admittedly, there will be an adjustment. You know, uh, if I am, if I'm just coming off a twenty six rush game where I'm I'm seeing over a hundred something yards. I'm getting receptions out to the backfield and I go from that to splitting carries. Sure. You know, there, there's going to be some things to have to adjust to. There's always a risk when you're bringing in, especially guys with personality like that, um, um, 
what's on what you already have going on. But I trust Andy Reid. <laughs> I trust what they're doing. They, they seem to have a pretty good uh, uh, pulse of what's you know going on with the team, and uh, and you know adding talent at the end of the day is always just going to make you that much more dynamic. Um, and we know. Uh, let's harken back and remember we're talking about a Le'Veon Bell who really, if you're in Pittsburgh, you can line him out, line him up in the slot, <laughs> line him up on the outside. Like you can put that guy anywhere. And so if you even get 80% of Le'Veon and what he used to be, yep. uh, it's, it's, it's a problem, like you said, for the whole league to try and stop them on all of those fronts. Yeah, I mean, poor Darrell Williams. I mean, he's just going to be an afterthought <laughs> after this. <laughs> yeah, he's going to get the – I mean, if you th- if you think about it, I – I didn't think that they would go after Le'Veon just because I thought that they were pretty well set at running back. Mm-hmm. I mean, Clyde does a lot of a little bit of everything for them. So, yep. Yep. but I mean, if you look at it plain, plainly from the fact that you know Damian Williams opted out um, for this season, Darrell Williams is the backup. So it's Darrell Williams and Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell. You know, no offense to Darrell, to Darrell Williams, but Le'Veon Bell is a big upgrade over that theoretically yes. if yes, he's he if is. he's healthy yeah. if he's right. Um, and you know, he's going to be motivated to show that he's still, he's still that guy that was looking for that big payday uh, two years ago. So, and could uh, you guys imagine if Clyde Edwards Hilaire goes down, like what better (laughs) backup running back or, you know, to have than, than Le'Veon Bell. I mean, it's just, it's amazing. Well, Dallas thought they had that when they got Andy Dalton, but, uh, you know, (laughs) if it works, it's as dangerous potentially as, you know, even what, uh, Cleveland, you know, aspires to have when Nick Chubb is healthy and him mm-hmm. a great hunt. Yeah. I think the only big difference is that, you know, uh, uh, Edwards Hilaire came in starting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, how how do you manage that? I can definitely say I don't think there's – I don't think it's a myth to talk about managing a guy's confidence. Yeah. yeah, And and making sure that you're, you know, looking out for, uh, for his mind mindset, you know, moving forward. But – Hopefully these guys are pros and this only make both of them work harder because it could be a beautiful situation. I'm not looking forward to the fantasy hit I'm about to take on Clyde Edwards Lair. We'll see though. We'll see. You know, I think I think he's still gonna be solid, you know, he's, honestly. He's just he I mean, he had hundred and sixty five yards. I don't know if he's gonna have another game like that again, uh, with Le'Veon <laughs> Bell hanging out there. Right. We'll see. Uh, the other big news in the NFL, Tua taking mm. over in Miami. Mm, mm, mm. You guys, I was looking at this and at first I was a little surprised by the move, but I saw that they have a bye week coming up. Yep. Um and I looked at the standings, they're one game out of first place. Yep. Um it's so a, it's a weak division this year is. without the Patriots being great. Mm-hmm. It really is. And, you know, Miami Miami is in this weird place of They've kind of built up that defense a yes, little bit. Yes, they did. Um, they've got Devontae Parker and some little pieces on offense, but their stats mm-hmm. are kind of on offense are kind of middle of the road. They're yep. not anything exceptional, not anything bad. So when you look at the the risk reward of the move, hey, if it works, then you've got your quarterback of the future. You're getting yep. him reps. You're getting him experience in meaningful games. Yeah. The flip side of that is if he's not good, you kind of fall out of out of it. But then you're in draft position to hopefully refortify that team coming into next year. Um, so kind of want to get you guys' pulse on where you guys feel like Miami is. Is this a good move for them? Do you think Tua is really ready coming off the injury he came off of, no preseason, 
really no snaps other than uh, the few we saw um, last week. How do you think this is going to go for the Dolphins? Ian, what say you? I mean, it's an interesting time, I'll say, to uh, to make the move, especially going into, I mean, what, Miami's got the Rams next. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they got the Cardinals after that. Who, Aaron Donald, welcome to the NFL, too. Uh. <laughs> right, right. Hey, buddy. Guard, guard your legs. <laughs> Man. Exactly. Um, Arizona, who, you know, their defense may not always be stellar, but they get some good pressure on the quarterback. Absolutely. Um, Chargers have been playing well. Broncos are always a defensive. So, I mean, they, they tossed him in at a really interesting point in the season. But, I mean, how much longer are you going to wait? High draft picks. Um, Fitch was – that's the thing. He wasn't playing terrible. He was playing Fitch Magic, you know, football. He was 12th but, in the NFL in passing. 12, well, 1,535 yeah. yards. I mean, and sure, he's erratic. Seven interceptions. Uh, did have seven interceptions. Exactly. That's true. Exactly. And so you know, you <laughs> you balance those out, and, and and you wonder if you're kind of gaining more. But now you hit the reset button for offense that you know, all intents and purposes. I mean, yeah, they played the Jets last week, but twenty four nothing ain't nothing to sniff at. Nope. Yeah, I guess the Jets um, it is. <laughs> okay, that's fair. I can't, I can't even argue. But 40, they put up forty three on your San Francisco 49ers Malcolm. Just yeah, saying, we ain't got nobody left. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, but I mean, I will. I will say, I, I'm, I'm curious about the timing of it. Um, but I don't think there's ever a great time, a perfect unless unless there's an injury to your quarterback. Um, and the only injury Ryan Fitzpatrick has is to his heart, apparently, because <laughs> yeah. he's so so hurt about the move. Yep. Shout out to shout out to Fitz, but uh, but no, I mean it's time. They say he's been improving. He's been showing better accuracy uh, in practice and so on and so forth. Um, he's <clears throat> he's healthy, and a lot of these things are, of course, what they're going to say when you just promoted him to the starting position. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, it, it's this time. Is there's you know it's just like with, with kids. There's, you know, may not ever be a good time to go ahead and throw them into, um, throw them into the into the wild or into the uh, into the spotlight. But it's time for him to learn how to swim. So it's still a time, baby. Let me let me just be frank with y'all. I don't like this move. I don't think that he was. Re- I mean, Brian Flores clearly came out at the beginning of the year. It's like he's he's not ready yet. I mean, you know, now maybe something miraculous has happened in these six these past six weeks and he's just like, okay, let's do it. I think this is a knee jerk reaction. I think that they saw how the fans was just eaten to alive when he came into the game the last two minutes. He completed a pass and all of the maybe three or four thousand fans that was at that stadium went nuts. Um Ryan Fitzpatrick to me is their best opportunity to get to the, you know, to the playoffs. I mean, they're they're in position to potentially win their division or depending on how the league shakes out, get a wild card spot. He's been playing well. Um and I mean, I think you you take a look at what Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes who he is if he plays that first year, you know, that he gets drafted. Who knows? Mm. Andy Reid decided to sit him the whole year, and then he comes back the following year and just balls out like crazy. He knows the system well, uh, a year in uh, with, with Reid. So I don't know. I don't really love the, you know, I could see if, you know, Fitzmagic had, you know, was terrible or he was Jameis Winstoning it up. Um, but he was playing well, and he gets benched. I just, 
I don't know. I don't like it for Tua either because that's pressure on him because they're actually contenders. If they were terrible and winless, then the Dolphins are like, okay, cool. This is something to look forward to in the future. But um, he's he's being thrown in the fire. So, uh, hey, maybe we'll say Flores was a genius. Maybe we won't. But I don't like the idea of this right now at this point, present point. I'm going to ask you guys a little trivia question. Here we who, go. Who are the top three rushers? For the Miami Dolphins. I know Fitzpatrick is up there for sure. <laughs> like, he's probably one or two, sadly, because <laughs> they don't have a running. Well, Gaskin is probably one, right? Yeah. Gaskin won. Gaskin. Is Breida up there? Nope. He is not in the top three. Yeah, I think it's Fitzpatrick too, right? Uh, yep. See, I figured. Yeah, they're who's, rushing. Who's third? Jakeem Grant? No, it's Breida. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, it's probably uh, not. So here's the thing. Jordan Howard. I understand the reasoning you want to get your young guy out there, but the best friend of a young quarterback is a good running game, and they yeah. do not have a good yeah. running game. No, they don't. Yeah. There is no situation on any planet in any year where Ryan Fitzpatrick should be your second leading rusher, especially after you just traded for Matt Breida. And then you also have Jordan Howard. It, there's no reason. Ryan Fitzpatrick should be your second leading rusher. So that's one of my main concerns with them. They should have got a. I don't know why they didn't take it. They tried to get Le'Veon as well. They tried to get Le'Veon. Yeah, but he was going to go. If he's going anywhere, he's going somewhere to try to win the ring, which I understand right now at this point in his career. But in the draft, there were some good running backs that they could have taken, you know, and they just decided, oh, you know. Miles Gaskin is cool, and a washed-up Jordan Howard, who I never really liked that much anyways. Um, yeah, and, yeah, we'll, t- and we'll take your draft picks for Matt Breida if you want as well. I mean, Thank right, you. exactly. Like, and Matt Breida, like, come on, Dolphins. Like, you guys spent this money on defense. You get your franchise quarterback. Go ahead and get you a solid run, unless they're trying to, you know, maybe get, like, a Travis Etienne in next year's draft or something like that, which I understand. But come on, like, you know, there's yeah. definitely better options out there. I mean that's, that's a, even more damaging though. If you're tossing, if you're tossing two in with the plan to tank or or to yeah, that's talking about you know situations to put your quarterback in. That is that is so toxic <laughs> to put him in and be like, you know what? Why don't you go ahead and lead the charge of our losing efforts uh, so that we can get a high draft pick? It's, that, that, yeah. it's what the Jaguars did with Gardner Minshew. They just won't say it. Ooh, hot take. Where's the hot take button? <laughs> Man, oh man. <laughs> that's what they that's what the Jaguars did. They just won't say it. Gardner Minshew. Oh God. What a trainer. <laughs> I actually think Gaskin could be okay. I don't really have that much. He should be. I was gonna try to, but he should be. I mean, I think he's a, he could be a solid back, but they're, they're just not. I don't I don't know a lot about their offensive line, but they're they're just not. They need some help on O line for sure. Yeah. Do we find it interesting that since we just talked about it, I think these were the top three teams, um, Dolphins, Bills, and Chiefs for Le'Veon. Mm-hmm. Am I off on that? No, I think you're right. That, yeah. the, that the teams with the with the rushing woes the most are the ones that don't land a running back that's looking for touches <laughs> and to prove themselves. This goes to show you like how those situations are viewed, especially Buffalo, I find it intriguing. Because yeah. they are winning and hot, and it's, you know, it's to a guy that's looking to reestablish himself. Yeah, Buffalo in the winter, that I wouldn't want to live there either. Mm-mm. That is true. Nope. No, thank you. Yeah. I mean, Kansas City ain't going to be doing too much. You know, yeah. they, they well, definitely get a lot of snow. I was going to say, it's not quite Buffalo. It's not Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. There are very few places that are Buffalo. Yeah. Yes. Buffalo in the winter <laughs> could be. Them snow, watching them snowy games, boy, Buffalo, it's just, it looks like it is painful and just, ugh, oof. 
Mm-mm. I don't nope. want to Charles Barkley this situation. Have y'all ever been to Buffalo? I no. I have. It was a really long time ago, but I used to I used to live in upstate New York. So, oh, yeah. Never mind. Uh, shout out to Buffalo. <laughs> y'all have you don't have to shout out there. Buffalo. We, we don't have any okay. listeners in Buffalo, so it's safe. Okay, great. Yeah, I just vote that <laughs> shout out Buffalo. Whatever you're doing, I, we pray for you. <laughs> So let's do a little uh, little game we like to call Panic Button. We're going to go through some teams mm. and decide, do we need to hit the panic button on these teams? Uh, yes. And we're going to start off with the New England Patriots. Coming off a loss last week, Cam Newton came back from COVID leave. And <laughs> you guys, do we need to be hitting the panic button or is it too early to be hitting the panic button on the New England Patriots? Way too early. Way too early. Um, I mean, they they did only give up eighteen points to Denver. Who? That's not saying a whole lot. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, <laughs> that's but, not saying that at all. Anything at all. But um, you know, I mean, Lindsey got loose, and they they but they didn't allow him, you know, to really get into the end zone. Um, but overarching thing, especially with Cam just coming back, they are still working on chemistry. Um, you know, and so uh, it being early in the year. Um, Cam haven't been out for the injury. I mean, he he was rushing the ball very well in that game. Uh, but, you know, that all those different dynamics, you know, kind of shifting and everything like that. It's a Bill Belichick team. I, I have to assume they're going to finish the year strong. So no panic for me. Uh, guys, I hate to say it. I'm going to, I'm going to hit the panic button on them, honestly. Um, mm. I, <laughs> Here's the thing. And we just I think Malcolm just hit it on the head. When you have your quarterback as one of your leading rushers, I mean, we even look at Arizona. Yeah, we know that. But at the end of the day, New England has been solid when you're able to get the ball to some of their a few of their playmakers because they don't have many of them. They do not. You're talking James White out of the backfield. They don't really have a running game right now. Uh but I mean Julian Edelman has been like a ghost, you know, they have guys like Nikhil Harry and, you know, a few others, but they, they've got to be able to, you know, get the ball down the field without Cam having to run the ball. Because if he keeps running the ball the way he is, he's running it even more so than he did in Carolina. If he has to keep running the ball like this, we know can't with Cam Newton, it's kind of like Kyrie Irving. When is he going to get hurt? Not necessarily if, but when is it going to happen and how long? So, you know, I think, you know, Belichick has got to figure out a way to get Cam comfortable enough in the pocket now of course he's still going to take off which is good but he's got to be able to find some of these guys who should be making plays for him and it's just not happening and they have zero running game outside of cam so that's why i'm hitting that panic button they still have if i look at their schedule i don't think it is very friendly to them either so you know it may just be time for them to go ahead and uh you know say cam you know we appreciate you uh, you know, and uh, get ready for them to try to get one of these quarterbacks in the draft because uh, it's not looking pretty. What's what's the rest of that schedule looking like for them? Forty uh, uh, ers this week. Forty no. ers Okay, that's that's a well. I don't know. You guys looked pretty good this past week, so yes, we did. I'm glad you said that. Uh, yeah. Buffalo Bills, yep, November first. New Jersey, uh, New Jersey. The New York Jets. That's a win. November ninth. Baltimore Ravens. Lost. the Fifteenth. Uh, Houston. The twenty second. That's up in the air. Twenty second, and and the 29th is uh, Arizona. That's another loss. So I mean, I'm counting two to three losses in the next four games. So I'm hitting that panic button. And then the Dolphins are looking better than them too. So 
Yep, I'm hitting that panic button. I think it looks like they got the Chargers. That's going to be a tough game for them. Yeah, I'm. It's 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 going to be curtains for the Patriots, guys. And you may see uh, what uh, Trey Lance or uh, Justin Fields in New England. Mm. Wow. Okay. He's really hitting the panic button. Wow, well, I mean, he hit, he hit it hard. He smashed the panic button. Y'all see that schedule? It is not friendly it's, for them. It's tough, yeah. Well, it's I mean, not they, they got the Chargers right after that. So we, what, what are we looking at? They're 50-50 over the next six games. <sighs> Guys, I don't. I think if it would be different if they had a whole offseason, OTAs, and all those type of things for that chemistry, as you were mentioning, Ian, but they don't have it. Cam just missed some yeah. games, and now he's getting back and trying to get back, and it's just – it's just not there, and it's going to take you know some more weeks, which is going to mean some more losses. So, I yeah, am and not the Sonny Michelle has been Sonny Michelle the last couple of years, yeah. but he was out, you know, with the COVID, with the COVID. That too. So, I mean, you just throw all those things in. It's just you know, and America still hates him. So, you know, hey, just... <laughs> I'm not going to hit the panic button. Uh, this was Cam coming off COVID leave, and he hadn't practiced. He just had to play. Basically, they, 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 had, their facility wasn't open a bunch of those days either. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to overreact to this. Um, the schedule does not look favorable. Um, <laughs> but as we have seen, some of these, especially the Buffalo Bills, have laid a couple eggs against you know? very good teams. Though the yes. Patriots are not yes. very good this year. Arizona is not undefeated. They've They're lost not, some games, but they are very tough to stop offensively, yes. and they can bring some pressure on Cam. So I'm not going to overreact to the situation. Man, I guess I'll we'll say this All week. Right, we'll see. This this week will be an interesting test for them against San Francisco. A full, a full week of practice. Mm. I am. They don't have. They've never had any weapons. They don't have any weapons. Nope. I don't think they're going to get any weapons um, between now and <laughs> before the season ends. Des Bryant's still out there. AB, where AB? I don't. I think they they did the AB AB experience for one week. I don't know if they're going to. And Tom Brady loved it. He had another weapon. He threw a touchdown pass. His only they, game. And they cut him the next day. Yep. So <laughs> they were hugging. Can you imagine high five? Yeah, man. Oh. Okay, Cam will love it. Of course he would. I mean, he's a little short for he, Cam. Needs some tall receivers. Here's a here's here's my hot take. Um, Uh-oh. Julian, Uh-oh. Julian Edelman is washed. Oh. Or, or dare you say, Julian Edelman needs Tom Brady Ooh. to be good. He's no, he's washed. You'll think him in that in that Tampa Bay offense, that would be bro. Ooh. That would be scary. He's washed. I don't, I don't know, Malcolm. He's washed. I don't know about that. I, I have uh, two catches on six targets for eight <laughs> yards. It it sounds washed. That's not his fault though. That's not his fault. Uh, okay. Did did he have any drops? We all know Cam is an overthrower, and he's a shorter receiver. Let's just be honest. I love Cam, but he's know. leading them in receptions. Yeah, right. <laughs> like twenty receptions, three catches, right? Four catches. <laughs> he's so, he's, what do you What do you guys think the perfect trade is that fixes? I really think they're one playmaker away. NFL trades are so weird because some teams do the rarely do this player for player, and then you yep. got to decide who wants what kind of draft compensation uh-huh. and it, so, it, it is weird but i don't yeah i don't they just need somebody i don't even know they they need to go and try to trade you know well never mind i think a get aj green yes but just about to say aj green honestly but i think if the Bengals were to trade with someone it would probably he would probably want to go to like a contender someone that you know he has a chance because i don't think aj green another hot take i don't think aj green has many years left honestly I, well he sure definitely doesn't want to be in cincinnati no matter what he says he doesn't want to be there and I know I'm just bringing this up because as we see, 
the Patriots are much more interested in the cheap free agent or yeah. some disgruntled guy. Somebody washed. Developing just somebody who AJ Green, <laughs> he's pretty washed they right want now. Somebody washed. Yeah, but but I'm just saying, man, I I was looking at that game and I was like, Philip Lindsay would be a. Uh, I mean, it's not like they don't have Melvin Gordon there in Denver. I this is true. That Lindsay. would be interesting, actually. But it's good, I, yeah. you know, it's not gonna happen. Here's. So. Here's here's my philosophy. Like a lot of NFL teams, if you think of free agency as dating somebody and looking for a relationship, Uh-oh. a lot of teams are looking for the hot chick. They want to find the chick that's at the top of her game, whose Instagram is popping. The Patriots look for the girl that's you know eh, not as hot in the streets. You know, you know the one not everybody's after. You know, <laughs> maybe the one that okay. isn't the one that isn't on social media. Mm. You know. Mm. That's what they look for in free agency. What what can I get on the low low? <laughs> Bargain so by. So you're talking like a Sandra Bullock right now. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Wow. Or, or Jennifer Aniston. Like, you know, that's what they're wow. that's maybe what they're looking I'm not, for. I'm not gonna start naming people, but Oh, I am. I'm here for it. I'm here for wow. it. I'm trying to think of the oh, never mind. Nope, I ain't gonna I ain't, you try, gonna, you're trying to get us canceled. No, I'm not gonna try to no. Never mind. Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock is a win, bro. She is. I mean, that just one but you know, she's a little past her prime, you know, that's perfect for New England. But past her prime. <laughs> but I believe that women should be thought about for more than their looks, guys. So let's focus on you it up. <laughs> Y'all started naming people. Yeah, I was just trying to make sure the audience had a visual of what you were saying, you know. As you were saying it, I, I had to come up with people. I'm trying not to get us canceled, guys. Um, <laughs> um Wow. So next panic button team. Let's just just hard pivot. We're just gonna Ian pivot to this right now. Uh the Cleveland Browns. Are we hitting the panic button? Good lord. No. No, we're not hitting the panic button. Um not having Nick Chubb is it it yeah. I felt it when he went out, um, and now I, we can confirm it. It changes the dynamic of this team so much. Uh, and maybe that's something to panic about, <laughs> but I, I I'd rather panic on certain topics about the Browns than panic on the Browns overall. They still have an incredibly talented team. Yes, talent do. is going to win you ball games yep. in a lot of instances. You still need structure, and I do believe Kevin Stefanski is good for that. He has some coaching decisions in this past game that uh, I question. <laughs> um, again, I do not think Baker should have taken the field. You know, you got your QB talking about his ribs. Go ahead and sit him down. Um, and, and yeah, but uh, no, 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 no panic just yet. I think, like, again, the Steelers went out and did what the Steelers have been doing. If they just started looking superstar good on defense, then I'd be concerned. But, no, they're solid. So solid, uh, we got man. Some, we got some holes on D that we need to shore up, but not enough to panic yet. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I'm not panicking yet. I think, I mean, you still have, I mean, if a guy like Nick Chubb gets hurt, I mean, who better to have than Kareem Hunt outside of, you know, the Kansas City situation? Like, I think those two are the best backfields that's, you know, uh, in football right now. So, you know, I think the only thing that for me would be a panic would be, you know, Baker's injury um, because they're clearly not going to be the same team without him. Um but it would be interesting, though, to have, you know, like a experienced guy, you know, Keenum is not, you know, great by any, you know. I think but, good is the word you're looking for. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I would take him as a backup over some of the other backups in the league. So uh, it would be interesting to see a guy who would sit in the pocket and, you know, 
maybe not force as many throws as Baker would um, to try to get Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry more involved. But at the end of the day, they know they have to run the ball and they have a good, very good back still in Kareem Hunt. So I'm not going to hit that panic button yet. Um, even though they still have to play Pittsburgh again, they got Baltimore twice and they got my Bengals coming up this week. So, Hey, jury's still out. Um, I am also not hitting the panic button, although I am looking at a couple things. The Baker in- injury is something that yes. at the quarterback position you're going to get hit mm-hmm. at- eventually. So that injury is one of those things he's going to have to deal with all year long. Um, th- what I'm really concerned about is their defense. Mm. Um, you know, Miles Garrett obviously is a stud. They've been able to get pass rush early in games, but at the end, you know, after kind of the initial burst against the Steelers, that pass rush didn't quite look the same. Um, and those corners just, they're not holding up to me. Oh. They're not holding up. Denzel Ward is, is, can be solid at moments, but yeah, I'm more concerned about that defense than I am the offense. I think the offense is going to be what it is. If mm-hmm. they keep with their, with their game plan, which is, it needs to be running the ball, play action pass, and not asking Baker to drop back 40 times a game. Um, and, but Baker's got to make some better decisions as well. He does. There were just some throws in that game when you're like, what is he looking at? Um, and so, you know, he, he played pretty clean up until that point. Um, and the Steelers, they're a good team, bottom line. I they mean, are a very good team. It's not like they lost to the Jets or the Jaguars. Right, it's the Pittsburgh right, Steelers. They're, right. they're back this year. You want right. to talk about who's back? They're back. Um, yeah. I mean, but they have, let's see. The Bengals, that's a winnable game. Now, the Raiders will be tough. They they just came off beating Kansas mm-hmm. City. But the Texans, they've only won one game this year. The Eagles have only won one game this year. Mm-hmm. The Jaguars have only won one game this year. So talk about a stretch where yeah. you have some winnable games. They need to get three or four out of the next five, and they're still sitting yeah. pretty good. Yeah. So I'm, I I think the Browns will still be there at the end. Um, I mean, once yeah. again, seven teams get to the playoffs this year. So somebody's got to make it. Um, so I think the Browns will be right there, but we've got to monitor this Baker situation. Yep. You know, when you have an injury like that, you start to see things that aren't there, um, and start to not see things and start to panic a little bit in the pocket. So, um, he's got to get mentally ready for that. And that's going to take some mental toughness, um, to know that, Hey, I'm a, I might be taking this hit, but I need to make the right read and the right throw in this moment and not rush it. So, um, you know, I think that they still, when they're right offensively, they can be a really good team with the wideouts and the running game that they have. Um, hopefully Nick Chubb can come back healthy and then we can see this team at full strength. But um, yeah, I'm not going to hit the panic button on them quite yet. Cleveland, I have an idea for you. If Baker Mayfield can't, you know, he's just injured and, and you need a QB, may want to throw out a little trade for Ryan Fitzmagic. Just Don't saying. do that. Don't do that. Why not? Nope. Nope. <laughs> um, Bro. We're good. <laughs> we good. We good. No, Fitzpatrick again, over Keenum. I would love to see somebody Ugh. who who slings the football like like Ryan Fitzpatrick. That that'd be awesome. I would also not love to see somebody who slings the football <laughs> like Ryan Fitzpatrick. Hey, I think he gives y'all a better shot to win than Keenum does. Just throwing that out there. Here's well, I I don't dis, I don't completely disagree. There. Can I ask a question? Because both of you said this, I want to. I'm just curious to know why you think the Browns would sorely miss Baker Mayfield. Did I say that? Or, well, I mean, you you both commented on him on the team being different, or them needing Baker back, or you know that being a uh-huh. situation to monitor. I just wonder, what have you seen this year? Um, and and Michael said something I think before we got on, or at at the top, like. 
Um, I agree with Baker's comments. He was saying it in a different context, but he said, like, yeah, you know, I've never – he said, I've never felt four and two feel so much like all and six. Mm-hmm. And he said that was the vibe in the building because they hate losing. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. I will say that's that's the vibe in the in the city, and it's disappointing because it's, it's like y'all – It's definitely the vibe at ESPN. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> but what have you guys seen to make you think that, that, that he's – valuable to their win i don't I, I, they're not gonna win because of baker they're just they're if if that's your expectation then they're gonna they're gonna be bad but um i think they've uh, their initial game plan is one that works with baker where he doesn't you're not asking him to do a whole bunch um and honestly i'm not a big case Keenum fan I, yeah he's just like him and fitzpatrick are different but in the same way as they might there might be a couple games when you're like, oh, this guy could be a starter, and then they'll have three games where you're like, this guy doesn't need to be playing football anymore, well, ever in life. That's why they're both now backups. Right. And, and again, like who? Again, I'd rather you know if, if I'm talking like my Bengals right now. If anything happens to Joe Burrow, we have Ryan Finley. The He's great. terrible. Woo. So I'd rather have Case Keenum or Fitzpatrick than than him as a backup. That's all Absolutely. I'm saying. Um, so you know, I'm not saying that Baker is you know been great. But I think, as Malcolm said, you know, if you run the football really well, he's able, especially with his running ability, that play action, you know, that really gets him, you know, in in a comfortable and confident place to Mm -hmm. make some throws that he needs to. And, I mean, we saw it, like, against Dallas. I mean, he was putting the ball in OBJ's hands the way he should be because their running game was playing Mm -hmm. so well. So um, I just think that if you don't have him, um, and you have a guy who has to like. That's why I like Fitzpatrick in the sense that he's he's not a runner, but he can extend plays enough to you know find some of those guys. So that's all I was saying. I was just saying, hey, you know, this is a, a season where y'all have some pretty winnable games coming up, and you know, I think that if Baker can't go, why? I mean, depending on what what they're asking for, you can get a guy who could get you to the playoffs, and that would be huge yeah, for man. the Browns. That could be huge for you. Yeah. Agreed. Mm. Real quick, real quick, one more team that everybody wants to hit the button on, but let's let's do our own version of this. Panic button, yes or no? The Dallas Cowboys. They have Andy Dalton starting as their quarterback. Panic button galore. Panic button. I don't know. I don't know if we have one, but it's okay. Um, panic button. I've seen Andy Dalton for so many years in Cincinnati. He's had great moments, and he has had terrible moments. And when it comes to big games, we all know Andy Dalton. We, he disappears. So um, the lights are bright on him. Um, they're saying, oh, you got more weapons. You got a little bit of better line, offensive line than Cincinnati, even though they didn't play great this past week. Um, so, you know, but I think this past week we saw he is not very good. And Dallas seen what we saw as Bengal fans for many years. And you got Zeke fumbling a couple times a game. That's not helping anybody. So, yeah, um, it's it's going to be tough for Dallas Cowboy fans because their defense is pretty good. But when you're out there so often because your offense can't stay on the field, it's going to be trouble. Yeah, um, it's not good. <laughs> it's, it's really not. It's not good in Dallas. Um, now I will say, you know, you bring Andy Dalton in fresh off the pine, and then drop him <laughs> back for fifty-four passes. Uh, like, yeah, 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 it's that's gonna be a tough go. But I understand Zeke was struggling, and he won't be struggling in every game. I think that's something to remember. So I, they have a good tune-up game with Washington. 
Philly is a great way to segue, you know, and kind of build off of that. Unfortunately, then they play Pittsburgh. And so it'll be uh, – you'll see some games from Andy Dalton where he'll throw for 350 yards here soon. Um, and that offense is going to look great. And, and you'll see that people are up and down every week. The Cowboys are definitely going to keep people on their heels, on, on their heels this year. Um, but, yeah, I think overall, until they get Dak back, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta project that they're going to be fair to Midland. Well, I mean, the one thing I can say is, I mean, their their schedule is terrible. Yeah, their That's schedule's favorable. Funny. You know, so I mean, even if Andy can, they're going to have to ride Zeke, and Zeke's going to have to perform. He can't get outrushed one sixty four to forty nine by Kenyon Drake. That just can't happen if the Cowboys are going to have a shot. But, again, the division's very weak. The Eagles are not very good. Washington's terrible. Uh, um, so they got a shot still. That's sad to say, even though I'm still hitting the paint button. Oh, Cowboys. Cowboys, Cowboys. Just Cowboys. do it, Malcolm. Just do yeah, it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fully. I'm just deciding how, <laughs> I'm just deciding how far I'm going to go. Um, look, they are one miracle drive away from only having one win. And they're – <laughs> really, two miracle drives from having no wins this year. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and you know, I, I was on the ride Zeke train, but I'm I'm really close to giving a hot take. But <sighs> I think y'all, uh oh, it, it might be it for Zeke Elliott as an elite running back. Ooh, Whoa, it might it might be it. Sheesh, it might be it. He ha- he just hasn't looked even last year. He just didn't look the same. Yeah. And then, you know, last year they had the, you know, he he held out. He wasn't wasn't in shape. Blah, blah, blah. So we gave him a pass. Yeah, he's definitely heavy. He's this, heavy. This year he doesn't look like I was watching the Cardinals. He didn't look quick at all. Yeah. And then the fumble things, it's just it's weird. Yeah. It's really weird. And so you look, he's averaging 68 yards a game. You can't. If, if, if you're paying Zeke Elliott where you're paying him, you can't have that. He was a number four draft pick. Right. You, know, you can't have that. Um. So, you know, I. They they should be better, even with yes, Andy they Dalton. Should. They've got weapons on offense, and honestly, the defense is what I'm really worried about. The defense just does not look good at times. the 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 Cardinals were just big play, big play, big play. That's because they're out there too much. Like the offense ain't giving them no chance to rest. Like oh, goodness, what was it? The um the Christian Kirk catch. There was nobody. No one there. There was nobody. Yeah, yeah. there was nobody. Kenyon Drake. Came back to life against the Cowboys. Like, he's been dead he's all been, season. Uh, I was about to bury him and send him away on my fantasy league. And I was like, I, I got to draft him. I got to trade for him. Thank God. See you later, King Drake. I just, I, I don't, I don't. Yeah, the the good thing is, is that they could be, you know, win five games and still make the playoffs because their division is so bad. God, it's, it's so embarrassing. So bad. It is embarrassing. Uh, but yeah. And then the offensive line is deteriorating with injuries and yeah, just yeah. it's that's it's, unlike Dallas. It's a bad situation to be in. It's and a bad situation to be in. I think I have just as many concerns off the field as I have <laughs> on the field for them. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about guys complaining in the locker room, saying the coaching staff doesn't have any idea what they're doing and they're underprepared. So when you get chirping like that, starting to go, it definitely puts me in a, a huge action. And Freddie Kitchen's mindset as far as, you know, just toxic environment. And that affects play. Yeah, Mike. Say what we want. 
you know, feel like it should or shouldn't, but it does. Mike McCarthy was not the right hire for this team at all. I mean, I, I think about, like, if Eric Bieniemy was in Dallas with that offense, bro, I think they are scary. But, you know, black man struggles to get a job in the NFL. Well, at least a head coaching job. So, actually, people love Mike McCarthy for some reason. I mean, he won a Super Bowl, so I can't, I don't do that. I'm not going to do that to the guy. But, yeah, it was a, it was an uninspiring yeah. selection. I don't, yeah. Jason Garrett's sitting on the stand on the sidelines, clapping for the Giants. Real happy right now, though. He's he's geeked. He's geeked watching this. Couldn't be me, is what he's saying. Wow, his team is still terrible too. <laughs> <laughs> his offense is coordinator. It's not it's not his team. But still, yeah. his offense ain't looking good either. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, your offense will look bad too without Saquon Barkley. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, um, all right, real quick, NFL games to watch this week. Who you got? Mm. Browns Bengals baby mm. Whatever <laughs> No and, and I say that Very seriously um, <laughs> It's not that And, and people may be like Oh it's a real barn burner or that <laughs> But It's important for both teams um, Looking at Joe Burrow And, and you know his, his progression His development uh, Last week Of course Tough loss in Indy Sure But I think he looked he didn't look amazing, but I mean, he's been looking increasingly, I think, more comfortable, confident as you would in your rookie year. So, what do you do? I think this is the first opponent that they faced that they had already that they had previously played in the year, and so I do want to see what adjustments does he make. Yeah, there's a coaching staff, you know, they got to put the X's and O's out there, but I want to see what happens when Joe Burrow gets a second look at a defense. So I am excited. I am excited about that. Um, I still wish that they could, yeah, whatever. Uh, the Browns, it's, it's equally as important for us. Um, it's a win you have to have. If you plan to be anything this year, if you plan to be taken seriously whatsoever, you have to win this ball game. Yeah. And I'll, I'll be frank, I think for the, for the sake of the confidence of the team, you need to win it pretty, pretty decisively. That's not so, going to happen. Uh, oh. Not this Okay. Um, we'll challenge. Let's put some money on it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, no, that, that's my take as far as Sunday. I'll definitely be keyed in on that game. Not just as a homer, but uh, someone gauging these franchises where they're going. I think it, it'll, it'll be very telling. I think, uh, you know, interesting point with Burrow getting a second look at this team the first mm-hmm. time. I will say, does it matter if you get a second look if you're still running for your life? Oh, well, I mean, he didn't, he didn't have to last the last time he played the Browns, though. And he put up over 300 yards. Like, this was one of his best games, at least passing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, they, like, every time they took them down the field and scored, and then we couldn't get a stop. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, so if our defense could get a few stops, we, we definitely have a shot. But the game I'm looking at most, you know, that I'm most excited about is Buccaneers in Oakland. Mm-hmm. Um both teams coming off huge wins. Um, Buccaneers defense looked incredible against a very good um, Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams was back. Um, yeah, I mean, Brady gets Godwin back. You know, Ronald Jones looked pretty good. And Oakland beats Kansas City. And uh, Henry Ruggs looked like he was just un- unguardable uh, the- with his speed. Um, Josh Jacobs looked good. So I think that's going to be a really fun matchup to watch Sunday night. Uh, John Gruden revenge game? Uh, revenge game? We'll see. We'll see. Um I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Homer too. I'm gonna be like be like Ian Homer. Um San Francisco versus 
Um, New England Patriots. That's wow, not the game I thought you were going to say. Jimmy Garoppolo revenge game. Mm. Um, you know, he came back last week and played really well. He did. Against um, a tough Rams defense, yeah. at least a tough Aaron Donald at mm-hmm. a minimum. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, they really controlled that game from, from the jump. So I'd like to see them get some momentum going. And then week two of Cam being back from COVID, um, they need to write the ship. <laughs> it needs to start this week. Um, they'll be at home. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. Hopefully they get a full week of practice in. No more COVID cases or outbreaks in New England. Um, so I, both of those teams, I think, you know, have a potential to, to get some momentum from this game. So it'll be interesting to see who comes out with that sense of urgency. My backup game, the game that I'm looking at in the back of my head is the, um, Arizona Cardinals, Seattle Seahawks division game. That's a good game. Um, Arizona coming off a big win. Yep. Um, and this is, you know, if you're going to compete in this division, you got to beat the Seattles. You got to beat the San Francisco. So they beat San Francisco. Yep. Can they get a win against Seattle? We shall see. I really thought you were going to say Pittsburgh and Tennessee, the the battle of the unbeatens. But, you know, you know, I left that for you. I, both this of those games, this is a good game. I don't necessarily enjoy watching those teams play. Okay, I get what you're saying. Okay. I don't necessarily want to watch that game. I'm very interested to watch it, honestly. Um, so I'll, I'll look at the stats to see Derrick Henry throw around people and Ben Roethlisberger be annoying. He ain't going to throw around mobile. people in Pittsburgh. That defense, yeah, that defense should, is tough. He shouldn't. He shouldn't. That defense he's, is tough. He's, he's so big. He is, man. Pause. Um, <laughs> so before, <laughs> before we switch to uh, college football, let's do a little, I forgot about this, fantasy football update. Oh, my goodness. From last week. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, Ian, for the first week, has has beaten us in fantasy. Finally. His his boys uh came to play. Uh he made a good move picking up Kyler Murray, who's my who's my quarterback in my other leagues. Um yeah, it was a good week for him. Overall, I am still leading in total points, but Ian has caught up and uh Are we doing total what are we are we doing total points or are we doing wins? Well, I wins mean, by week. Yeah, wins by week. Okay. Yeah, wins by week, you know, for sure. All right, now I'm two and one. Malcolm, we we got you got to get on the board, you know. Board. Uh we got to see what's going on. But, you know, you you talked about Ezekiel Elliott and you I well, no, never mind. Ian's got Ezekiel I Elliott. I do not have so. Ezekiel Elliott. No. I'd be talking him up if I had him. Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Mal- I mean, Malcolm, you got some you got some guys, you know. So, uh, everybody's we'll, got we'll to show up. Everybody's got to show up in one week. Everybody's it's been real random. Been real random. I yep. need everybody yep. show up one week. If I do, if I have everybody show up every week, I, I win this league. But it's not happening. It's going to be interesting this week. I think I defend my uh, my title this week for sure. I hate the fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing this for you guys. All right, um, college football, you guys. The Big Ten is back. We back. Woo! The Big Ten is back. Let's go. Got some games starting this week. Um, we're gonna do a little Big Ten preview. Um, is there any team? Let's just get this question out of the way early. Is there any team that can compete, scare a little bit, make them blink in the Big Ten? Is there any team in the Big Ten that is going to even put a little bit of a scare in Ohio State? Uh, I don't think so. I think the closest team could potentially be Minnesota. That's about all I got. I'm not, I'm really not afraid of Michigan ever. Except a few years ago, um, but yeah, not really ever. Not ever. Um, <laughs> not while Jim Harbaugh's there. Purdue's always annoying. They are annoying. Uh, Do y'all have them on the schedule? Y'all going to Purdue this year? Well, with probably no fans, so we ain't got to wear as much. <laughs> but, <laughs> Don't bring that, out no sick kids. I was going to say, they're going to have them up in the box. 
on a ventilator <laughs> looking down on the stadium. Oh, don't do it. Please, oh, no. Jesus, don't. <laughs> um, the yeah, only so, thing I want in my life is for Pe- Purdue to win. <laughs> uh, I mean, and, and actually, it's, it's a huge game. Um, that's the second game of the season. Mm, trap. So we're, Who's we're after at, that? And we're at Penn Rutgers. Is, uh, uh, oh, is week Rutgers. Three. Oh, God, uh, they're right. so terrible. And so that's we're looking at what? Game. <laughs> Condensed season, uh, what is, is it, eight or nine games and then the championship? I think it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight yeah. games. And then the bye, and, and, well, I'm sorry, no bye. No I bye. Mean, I mean, we're, we're straight through, baby. Yep. And uh, that matters, I think. It does matter, that's true. Um, but, yeah, having Penn State right there, I mean, they're, they're eighth ranked. They which are. Rank, rankings matter for what at this point? Right. Not Seriously. much. Seriously. Um, but – I am. I mean, I'm always concerned. Uh, um, they've yeah, they've re-upped as far as um, their run game. Who's the catch that they got? Uh, is it Noah Kane, I think is his name. Who? Um, Penn. Oh, I forget Penn State's running back's name. Yeah, but I mean, they they're eleven and two last year, so I, yeah. I do think it's stiff competition. I could talk about Ohio State all day, yeah. as I should, <laughs> because we got this confidence. But I'm just saying. I do think that's something to blink at. Michigan, they defense is always stout. Uh, so the question is, what are they going to do on offense every single year? So Yeah, I mean, I think also, real quick, Malcolm, I know you want – I think the running game is going to be huge for Ohio State yeah. to look at. You know, uh, we lose J.K. Dobbins. We do bring in Trey Sermon, which I think is a big pickup for us because Master Teague was just not very impressive to me at all. I think bad is the word you're looking for. Oh, easy. I don't think he's bad, bro. Man, okay, you watch. People also said Justin Fields was going to be bad when he came to Ohio okay, State. I don't know who said They were on drugs when they said listen, that. There were some people. They were like, oh, he sucks. He is not going to be that good. Y'all just watch. Um so, he's a black quarterback. <laughs> oh, touche. <laughs> no, this is a black person said this. But anyways, um, but yeah, it's the running game. If they have a solid running game, they, they do not lose any of these games. Um, I also agree. I, don't, I just don't see where anybody is, is close. Um. We just saw that Penn State is probably going to be without Journey Brown, who was a big back for them last year. was mm-hmm. a big part of the running game. He was their leading rusher last year. Um, he's possibly out for the year. Micah Parsons, their stud on defense, opted, opted out. Opted out, yeah. Um, yep. I'm not, surprised he didn't come back. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I, I don't blame him. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I, I get it. I, I get I'm it. I'm going to get this money. I, I ain't want to want these heart problems. Yeah, I get it. Um, Michigan, to me, is it quite they, – they're probably like a year away from being able to play – at that level with Ohio State, yeah, um, you know Joe Milton would really need to really need to be really good for them this year. Yep. Um, and in the West, who knows? It's always random in the West. Sometimes it's Iowa, sometimes it's Minnesota, sometimes it's Wisconsin. Who knows? This might be a random Northwestern year. Who knows? Oh, I got to take for Northwestern. Oh, um, so I I don't know if there's a real contender, but I also I I'm also not sure that uh. That any team is going to come out unscathed. It's just a weird year, guys. It's we've seen some losses that you wouldn't expect. I think it's going to be hard for a team with this condensed schedule, with COVID, pulling players in and out of the lineup, um, and different things going on. I mean, Michigan right now is under a, a stay-at-home order on campus for two weeks. Um, they're still obviously playing football because they don't care, but um, you know things like that affect your team. So. Yep. Um, I'm not saying that to say Ohio State's not. I think they're clearly going to win the Big Ten, clearly going to be in the Big Ten championship game. It yep. should be in the playoff barring something crazy happening. Yes. But I think this is also going to be one of those years where we see something that we that shouldn't happen just because of the situation that we're in. 
Um, but I'm interested in this Northwestern take. Um, yes. We were going to talk about teams and players to watch. Yes. So, Keith, take it from here. I'm Listen, getting the hot take button ready. Let me let me tell you guys something. Northwestern just got a transfer from Indiana University that I know too well. His name is one Peyton Ramsey. This kid grew up in Cincinnati, played with my brother in, in – uh, in Little League, in high school, this kid was very good. Um, his ability to, to throw and make plays with his feet, I think they're going to win a game that they should not win because this kid is going to make a difference for Northwestern. They normally struggle with quarterback play. Northwestern's always that team that's just like they can never get there. But I think them getting Peyton Ramsey, which I don't know why Indiana let him go anyways, it's not like the other guy was playing that much better than him anyways, but Peyton Ramsey is going to get them a win that they probably shouldn't, like a, a Penn State, even though they may not be great. Um, they're not playing Ohio State, so, you know, that could that could help them. But be on the lookout for Peyton Ramsey at Northwestern, I'm telling you. Just so, watch. So the hot take is that they might win a game. I'm telling. Let, let, let me look at their schedule. Let me look at their schedule, real quick. When I saw they when I saw they weren't playing Ohio State, I was like, oh shoot, I gotta get I gotta get a different team that they're going to to be playing. Come back to me. I'm gonna figure out who they're gonna okay. be. I was just I was I thought I think I my expectations were too high. I thought you were gonna say like they're gonna win the Big Ten West. No, like uh, wait, wait 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 wait. Actually, they actually they may. I they I think they may beat Wisconsin. And they got Maryland, Iowa, Nebraska, Purdue. They're going to win their division. That's my take right there. They're going to win their division. There we go. I was waiting for something. There All right. Is. All right. They're going to win their division. Wow. Yep. You heard it here first and only. Northwestern. Ramsey. Don't let me down. <laughs> then watch week one. Peyton Ramsey has COVID and is opted right, out. Right, exactly. I'm like, well, there went my take. <laughs> but their schedule schedule's favorable. It's very favorable. I do. I, I, and like Michael said, I had to approach this looking at it like, who might beat Ohio State? Mm-hmm. So that's the only, that's only interesting way to look at the Big Ten for me right now. Yep. Um, oddly enough, I think it'll be somebody from the West. I think, you know, and this is always the great perils that as, as Ohio State fan, you get to looking at the Michigan games uh, or other big games on schedule, um, wanting to see what's happening there. But I am, I'm concerned about, one, I'm concerned about this, this week one game. Guys coming in too too excited, you know, coming in unconditioned and, and maybe Scott taking – <laughs> You said what? You scared of Scott Frost? Is that what it is? Because um, it's I'm not, not no, the players. No, no. It's not anything on. It's not the players. <laughs> it's not anything on the field. I, it, it's just all the makeup. Yeah, you know, I get what you're saying. Up, the, the things leading the other factors considering. Sure. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm not. I, yeah, I was gonna really, really, really try hard to have a take. I do feel like somebody from the West we'll have to look out for because it just seems like we let our guard our guard down. And then we just end up with like a a loss to Iowa State for like for some reason it's just strange. But no, it's just Penn. Sorry, guys. I'm glad I, we I don't have to, have to play Northwestern. Support. I'm so glad we don't have to play them. You're really confident. In he's them. really. He's, I'm. I'm telling you, I've watched that kid play, and I've seen with my. He is very good. He's I a, mean, what about the other ten guys, bro? I mean, that's true. <laughs> Listen, this is true. This is true. But again, it starts. Y'all know football is a quarterback is a quarterback game. So 
when you have a True. good one, you True. know, um, that makes a world of a difference. So, Wait a minute. I just had a game changer. I just put some something together in my mind. Ian, can you confirm this for me? I was told okay. that your son, my nephew, Josiah, wanted a Justin Jackson jersey. Is that is that something that I heard correctly? <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny, <laughs> nor would I. And the, um, the connection I'm making is that if it's the Justin Jackson that I think it is, it's the Justin Jackson who was a running back at Northwestern. I don't think you so. Mean Sandy, you mean uh, Los Angeles Chargers? I, I don't know. I think it's Justin I'm Jefferson. Sure. Oh, Justin Jefferson. He wanted a Justin Jefferson jersey? Minnesota Vikings. I think so. Now, hey, he's good. Yeah. He's good. Yeah. He's, he's was so random. Who is this team and his players? Just grabbing Yeah, I don't, I don't know. All anyway. right, pray for our son. Yeah. Sorry. I just I, I thought I saw a little Northwestern connection there. Um, Yeah, guys, I, I'm not really super excited about anybody. The thing that's interesting to me is Rutgers with Greg Schiano mm. coming back. Greg Schiano, we back. They've had no success at all None. at any time other than when Greg Schiano was there. And they were 68 and 67 when they, when he was there. Yeah. Let's just throw that out there. Right. The the end of the well the beginning of it was not good, but yeah. they got good and then at the end it started to tail off and then he yep. left to go to the NFL yep. and you know, Rutgers went back to being Rutgers. But <laughs> um I mean, he's got I'm looking at a list of probably 10 or 11 transfers <laughs> that he got year one. Yep. Um, you know, he's, they've got an interesting scheduling thing where they're right before, I think it's the Penn state game for Ohio state could be a little revenge trap game there. I don't know if they're any good. I have no idea about their quarterback. I have no idea, about it. but Greg Shiano is back. They've been good with him in the past. They've got a lot of transfers and including an Ohio state transfer. Yeah. Um, so some guys that have some things to prove, I think, you know, Greg could could bring some life to that team and possibly in a COVID year could uh could really surprise some folks. Yeah, they will be someone to watch, that's for sure. Um so really quick trap game. We've we've already heard Keith's prediction, Northwestern against Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship game. Yep. Ian, do you have a prediction for who is gonna be excuse me, in the Big Ten Championship game? Uh no. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I I I don't care, guys. It's 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 Ohio State. Or I'll I'll say ten. Oh no, no, no! I got nothing. I I, I don't. <laughs> I, I don't even know if they'll play a team. You they might just, just cancel ahead. it. <laughs> <laughs> just forward progress, Ohio State. Um, no, no, no. I mean, I I think Michigan's always. It, you always have to a lot for the magical season. Um, they're, they're always going to be a thorn, you know, in their side. And so I, I definitely think got to look out for them. But in the Big Ten That's Championship game. <laughs> Just take Wisconsin. That's a safe pick. Uh, yeah. I don't even feel – I mean, I don't know who the running back is. Yeah, me either. I have no idea. I just – yeah, guys, I, I got nothing. So you have I Ohio really State do. winning. You have them winning uncontested. <laughs> yeah, they, they will be. They are running unopposed. They will be un, unimpeded <laughs> as they make their way. Um, I mean, it's either Wisconsin or Nebraska. Oh, yeah, you're you're really scared of Nebraska and Scott Frost, man. Man, what you've been having some dreams about Scott Frost? Is that what it is? <laughs> I I definitely have some. Um, I can't tell you which year, but like, there's just some repressed memories, and I mean. I don't know, there's a lot of corn. I think there's a lot of things that go deep into my mm-hmm. psyche. If you would like to know more about my fears about Nebraska, please tune in uh, as we'll have a three-in-one therapy session. Um, <laughs> I, 
I'll tell y'all right now. If y'all lose Nebraska, I'm going crazy. Yo, I, I have. Crazy. I'm telling you, man. There's something about those teams and us just just losing a random game. It's it's, it, it's gonna it, happen. It infuriates me. It's gonna happen. Please this year. don't say this. Please don't say. But this. it's not gonna happen uh, to just I, you guys. It's gonna happen to every. It's happening to everybody. <laughs> it's gonna be yeah, some random game. It ain't happening yeah. in Clemson. Well, <laughs> where we have to we, we have to trot out the the, the the second stringers because of COVID or something like that, and we end up losing. Master Master Teague has to start. You know, it's gonna, oh it's God, be- please no! For the love of God, <laughs> no! Be a weird, I'd gonna- rather I'd rather take Trey Sermon. Seriously, I do not want Master oh Teague starting. Uh, all right, so my prediction is not all that exciting, but I think it's going to be Minnesota Ohio State. And I think Minnesota. I think Minnesota could maybe give Ohio State some problem. I don't know. Who who knows? I have no idea. I'm a fan of their coach, though. I, I like really, PJ I really, Fleck. I really like. Fleck. I, I was excited about potentially seeing them last year, um, but I, until these games start, I have no idea about some of these teams. Um, so I guess we'll see what happens. But I, I expect Ohio State to be in the playoff. I expect Justin Fields to compete for a, a Heisman Trophy. It's gonna be tough for him though, because. Yes, Trevor Lawrence looks. Yes, he does. He looks like he's a pro right now. They also haven't played anyone other than Miami, but you know it is what it yeah. is. But you know, Florida State is back now, reback again. Oh, They're gonna play. Oh <laughs> God, no, 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 no. North, y'all, North that North Carolina that was North Carolina, right? Mm-hmm. That was the weirdest was last the weirdest. minute, like three straight drops on three downs. Like I just and like not even like tough catches. No, they, he hit him in stride in the chest, and they dropped three straight. I, I just I couldn't believe that. The way North Carolina fought back and for them to lose because they couldn't hold on to passes was nuts to me. But I do think, speaking of catches, I do think the Big Ten will be fun to watch with receivers this year. Mm. Rondell Moore, Rashad Bateman, Chris Olave at Ohio State. Ronnie Bell. Uh, Ronnie Bell. Like, there's there's going to be some fun receivers to keep an eye on that I think will be very good at the next level. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. We've got Minnesota, Michigan, week one. That's going to be a big game. Yep. We'll see. Who's for real? Who's not there? Yep, that's the game um, I'm looking at. So yeah, let's get let's real quick get into that games you're looking forward to this weekend in college football. Honestly, that was the one uh, for me. I, there's not a whole lot of other games that I'm looking forward to, except I just want to see how all the Big Ten teams play um, as they you know start their season. But um, but yeah, I mean Michigan and uh, and Minnesota is is the teams to watch for me. I'm literally looking like I don't see another game that I'm really. I'm gonna go Iowa State, Oklahoma State. No one is talking about Oklahoma State, yeah, Um, and they've been pretty impressive so far this year. And in a Big Ten or Big Twelve, where Oklahoma and Texas both have losses, yep. um, You know they remain undefeated. Iowa State, you know, had that impressive win against Oklahoma. Um, You know. These two teams are in a really good position to be in that Big Ten cha- or excuse me, I keep saying Big Ten, Big Twelve championship game at the end of the year. Um, so I'm really interested to see how Oklahoma State comes out. If they come out and dominate that game, I think it's a it's a pretty clear message to the rest of the Big Twelve that they're the team to beat this year. Oh yeah, there was one other game, but go ahead, Ian. I'm just excited to watch. Uh... Uh, Cincinnati. Yes, I was just about I to say not, that. Yes, I've not, you know, See, always profession. I've not laid eyes. Come on, <laughs> come on, Keith. <laughs> I've not uh, laid eyes on them just yet. But again, you know, I'm. I'm I've I've heard great things. I want to see. I want to see if it's real. I think they're going to get so upset. Keith, this Keith you, you. Mm. Okay. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Show, I do. Show, show. I do. 
Here's here's why I think they will. SMU, their quarterback has thrown seventeen hundred yards in five games. Cincinnati five hundred and ninety seven with four interceptions. They have their highest guy of rushing yards is 145. Their offense has not been very good. They've been lucky. They really haven't been playing many people, and their defense has been tough. But I think this week, SMU is going to challenge them because they have a good offense, and I don't think Cincinnati is going to be able to put up enough points. Mm. Just saying. My, oh, my. Yep. Mm. Well, You heard it here first, guys. Home team. It's home team right there, guys. Just let you guys know. It's funny, like, they put up 35 points, but it's like, you don't really, like, it's so interesting to me, you know. But we'll see. We shall see. All right, let's get into some quick NFL, or excuse me, goodness gracious, y'all, it's early. We were recording this early in the morning, so my mouth is not quite working the way I wanted to. Pause. <laughs> pause. Um, our pause. So, uh, I paused myself. You can't pause me if I pause myself. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's the rules of pause, Keith. Come on. Uh, so some quick NBA headlines. Um, Stan Van Gundy taking the Pelicans job. I was a little surprised by this, although I had heard some chatter from some of my sources in New Orleans that uh, he was the guy that they were zeroing in on. Uh, my sources being Hoops Hype, um, Woj, and other podcasts that I listen to. So <laughs> good, bad, don't care. Don't care. Yep, that's well, all I got. It is basketball during Man. football season, so it makes sense. Well, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's not a, it's kind of like the the um, Mike McCarthy hire. It's just like, mm-hmm. ugh, I, I wanted a younger guy for that younger team, you know. But, I mean, I think experience could help them, but he better build a good staff um, of some young guys that will bring some energy because um, that's what they need, honestly. The Pelicans really, and, and a guy that may be able to make a a, a a move or two, um, you know, really get into the GM and, and make a move. Cause I mean, the Pelicans have a decent little, you know, young mm-hmm. roster. So I just didn't love the, the pick, honestly. Ty Lu or, uh, you know, someone else, Sam Cassell, Mark Jackson. Well, I keep saying Mark Jackson, but I know we know. Do you time. have like a endorsement deal with Mark Jackson? I just, I just think he's, he's, you know, if, these, if some of these other coaches are getting another shot, surely Mark Jackson, who helped build the, you know, Golden State Warriors to get to where they were. Um, deserves another shot. I just want to know if you have an endorsement deal, can we get in? And on he's this? a brother, and he's a Christian. Why not root for him? Because I'll mention him on every podcast if we're getting paid for it. <laughs> yeah, that would be great, right? Hey, Mark, what's up, brother? We just, just have, a, have a Mark Jackson uh, button. <laughs> <laughs> and down, uh, my man. Down. There goes that man, right? <laughs> um, yeah, I, it's interesting, I guess, but not. It's not. I, I, not so much that I care. Well, let's look at it. What, what are we seeing? What are we seeing from Stan Van? Um, what he was coaching those Magic teams that that made it deep playoff runs, right? That went yeah. to the finals. Yeah, they went to the finals. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, he was coaching the Heat before he was usurped, <laughs> and, uh, and Pat <laughs> yeah, Riley. Pat Riley in. decided, "Oh, we about to win." Uh, Stan, you're fired. Yeah. I'm back. I'm back, baby. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Now I will say well, that was what oh five oh six yes uh, the Heat the Magic were what two thousand and nine two thousand ten the Dwight Mayor the Dwight Howard the Dwight but I will say his most recent stop in Detroit is the reason that it doesn't enthrall me because my question is you know can these coaches and you you hear Jeff Van Gundy 
Mm-hmm. Who's in talks, by the way? So we may see the the return of the Van Gundy brothers <laughs> um, if he if he gets that Rockets gig. Um, you hear them talk about it on 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 these on these. Uh, and Stan Van, by the way, was very good in the bubble um, from mm-hmm. from a commentator oh, yeah. and analyst standpoint. Yeah. Um, and so I have confidence that he understands the modern game. The question is, can he coach? In this new NBA, think about how the, how the game has changed since uh, since those Magic teams. Um, but you know, at the same time, they were one of the forerunners as far as that three ball: Jameer Nelson, Charles, I think Hito Turgaloo, mm-hmm. Michael Petras, all those guys. And so, um, I, I have confidence that he has the know how. Does he? Can he develop? Can he push and press guys like Zion to expand their game or lose weight? Can he? Um, mm. You know, uh, uh, can he? Yeah, can can he deal with pressures of being in a situation that's not that much different from Detroit? Um, in 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 terms of, uh, I, I would say market, but the fact that you know that they don't have a New Orleans not known for oh you're going to pack out the arena mm-hmm. and it's going to be an, an incredible home court advantage. I just hate that Smoothie King Arena is, is just the worst thing ever in life, period, ever. It's just awful. But, um, yeah, I, I, you know, those situations are not high-profile places and things like that. But he does have a strong young core, so I'm, I'm, I'm interested. Yeah, I was going to make the point. I mean, they were playing modern basketball in Orlando. Even though they had Dwight Howard at center, they were spreading the floor That's with multiple thing. shooters around them. So I think he – I think even more so than Jeff where, you know – Jeff Van Gundy on TV is just railing on the modern game just constantly all of the time. I think Stan does embrace some of those some of those yeah. things um, and, and has yeah. in the past. Um, and I think one thing he will give them, I think, is, is what they need. And I think they need some structure in New Orleans. We saw it in the bubble. They were sure. just they look like a completely different team. They were not competitive at all in the bubble. And they were in a great position to make the playoffs um, and get their feet wet. And they just really laid an egg once they got to the bubble. Um, I, I, I Initially, upon seeing the name, I was not excited about the hire, but the more I thought about it, it did make some sense. You get a, a veteran established coach who has won in this league, um, mm-hmm. and this is a young team that had, they ain't done nothing. No. So, I mean, what's yeah. – and, you know, the Detroit situation is was just bad. They, they're, they're not – they weren't good. They didn't have any money. They made some questionable moves. Uh, and he was the GM at the time. And he was the one. Yeah, exactly. But he's not the GM. David Griffin is the GM. Uh, so you take that off his plate, just let him coach. You know, it could be a good situation for them. They're not uh, this year, next year. Probably this year for sure, I don't think they're going to be a playoff team. I think they're a year away. Um, but give him a year to kind of learn. You know, Stan Van, he he coaches defense. So they're going to have to defend, and they're going to learn to be a good defensive team. He comes from that uh Pat Riley coaching tree. Um, and so Jeff Van Gundy, Stan Van Gundy, Eric Spolster all preach defense. So they're going to learn how to play defense and how to be professionals. And from that standpoint, I like it. I don't know if it moves the needle for them for them at all or if it really matters. What's LeVar Ball, Ball saying? That's all I'm curious about. What is, what is LeVar saying? He's still trying to ship my shoes. I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> BBB is Just back, look, baby. Malcolm, to your point, mm-hmm. you know, again, Stan Van, Stan Van without a Dwight Howard mm-hmm. or without a Shaq, down low. I know in Detroit he had Andre Drummond, but that's different. So I am curious to see how he operates without a big to anchor around because, you know, that's that's the big variance between his successful coaching days and his nine ones. 
to not successful ones or that he had a big anchor down low. So I'm, I'm curious. I wish I had a sound effect on my uh, board for that Lauryn Hill song, My Heart's in Zion. So I just play it every time we talk about <laughs> Every time we talk about Zion, I'm just going to play that. Uh, <laughs> oh, all right, guys. We're nearing the end of our show today, but let's do our parting words. Ian, will you start us off with your parting words for today? Most definitely. Uh, y'all go vote. That's it. It's very clear. Just go vote. I know you don't like him. I know you don't like him too. So go vote. Go vote. There are more people on that ballot than just those two. It's very it's too crucial in time right now. So I don't know how many more pods we have before. Go vote early so you make sure that you don't miss voting. Don't be one of those guys, oh man, I don't even do it. Stop. Go vote. In the words of Charles Barkley, we letting y'all vote again, but don't be stupid this time. <laughs> right, right, right. And I, if I see anyone write in anything with a K, we go fight. I will fight well, each and every one of you. Let's not show the ballots either, guys, because <laughs> that's also that. not good. Just throwing that out there. Just vote and vote. Bye. <laughs> uh, what was that? Uh, all right. Uh, Keith, give us your party <laughs> words. That was, that was Levi telling you how to take Oh my goodness. Uh, I want to shout out my daughter. She's about to be one by the time uh, the next time uh, we get on this pod. Um, This first year being a parent has changed my life. It has been great. I love her to death. And uh, yeah, all those type of things. So um, shout out to Ava and Joelle. And if you're listening, go back to sleep. Um, (laughs) My parting word is going to go to the NCAA. I woke up to an alert uh, recently that they had the LSU was uh, self-imposing some sanctions um, and that OBJ would be banned from the facility for two years for, weirdly enough, handing out cash on camera to college football players, <laughs> which I'm not even really going to address that. That's weird. It's some really weird OBJ behavior. But here's why I'm shouting out the NCAA. We have Will Wade on tape. Oh, God. We have Sean Miller on tape. We have a whole documentary with footage of these college coaches talking about paying players, and nothing has happened, and no one's because they're about white. It. That's white privilege, right there. But OBJ, you know, granted, not condoning what he did, handing out cash to the players. I'm here for it. Cold hard cash on camera during on the live most public television. day. God, <laughs> you know that aside. But y'all came down. Quite swiftly on him, yeah. But once again, we have Will Wade on tape. Yep. Not even trying to act like he's not paying players. We have Sean Miller on tape talking about playing. I think even Bill Self is on tape, and nothing is happening. NCAA, get your stuff together. Definitely. OBJ, get some counseling. I don't know why you're doing that at all. I just don't. I don't understand it. I love you, OBJ, and. I'm trying to defend you. It's just really weird. And then the explanation afterward was even weirder. Oh, it wasn't real money. And then the other players are like, oh, no, he was handing out stacks. To pe-. Like, just just don't. Why? Why? It wasn't real money. <laughs> just why, why are we doing this? So that setting all of that aside, NCAA, get your stuff together. Will Wade is actively playing. He's writing checks as we speak for this upcoming season. Can we get this under control? 
and focus on the things that really matter. Thank you. Mm, 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 mm. And that is how we're ending this week's episode of the three in one podcast. Joining us from Cleveland, Ohio, it's the one, the only Mr. Pivot himself, Ian Lamont Morgan. Up, up, and away. And in the city of Columbus, by way of Cincinnati, and you know that he's still rooting for the home team, it's Keith Turner Jr. Bengals, let's do the miraculous. Let's beat the Browns this week. Let's do it. And here in the capital city, by way of too many places to count, it's your boy, Malcolm Morgan. This has been the 3-in-1 Podcast. We'll see you all next time. <laughs>